self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are a conversation con artist what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am glad that i don't eat tyson chicken all right well i guess i'll find more out about that in a minute you will uh i'm mr on point and this is conversation con artist we're back here for another fantastic episode you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at red underscore calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationcarartist at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Car Artist, and send it to us that way. So we have some uh, replies from the last episode uh, from Mr. German. We have... Uh, Hey, yo, welcome to the No Port Gang, Mr. On Point. <laughs> tag. Hey, Tag. Now, I have to update everybody. I have not had pork since. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been doing more research on gout, and diet control is not the measure that anybody recommends to control gout. So you back on the pork is what you're saying? I ain't, ain't eating any pork. Um. I'm still trying to be aware of what I eat until this current flare-up goes away. But the component or the enzyme in foods that cause the problem is purines. And purines are in everything, apparently. Mm -hmm. Especially in meats. They think it's red meats, but no. People like generally think it's red meat, but no, it's whatever meats. So you would have to become a vegan. I would have to not eat meats. And that's not happening. (laughs) So... The least restrictive action is really to take medication for it. Some medication stops the production of uric acid from my blood. Some of it blocks the uric acid from gathering up in the joints, but there's different medications that go that way. Now, I'm not going to uh, eat any of those things until I make a decision as to what I'm going to do with the medication, but I don't know if I'm going to stick to that fully quite yet. But I appreciate the shout out tag <laughs> um, because, you know, if I were to stick it out, I would need that support. The next one comes from Catherine Jackson. I said her whole name. <laughs> Cat Jack. She said, this should be a talk show. Y'all are hilarious. That is all. Thank you, Cat Jack. Appreciate it. Although, I don't know. Like, I feel like if we were to do a talk show, we wouldn't be able to be who we are. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would be able to say some of the shit I say. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't like not being able to be as free. I think it would be fun to do. But, like, if they were like, oh, we need to, like, cut down on the, the cursing or nigga or like half of the shit i say that would be that would suck i wouldn't like that one because i'm gonna have to be thinking about everything i say to make sure because i cursing is so entwined intertwined into my vocabulary that like i would have to be like really thinking about what i say and that suck and you wouldn't be able to make dirty jokes what dirty jokes do i make you you've gotten better but like you you talk about booty fingers and shit what are you talking about like you wouldn't what? be able to do that <laughs> on not on not on a talk show <laughs> on a I network. <laughs> I think I would. I don't think you would. 
it has to be like HBO or some shit. Like on a, a regular network? Nah. Like Fox or some shit? Nah. No, but Fox we, don't have talk we shows. We would have a YouTube talk show. That's what it would be. It wouldn't be no fancy ass. I wouldn't even sign up for no network shit. Oh, that shit they be going through. Hell no. So we talked last week about we've been talking about the Bible, and again, sorry for anyone we might have been triggering those conversations, but it's how we feel. And AC Blow uh, listened to the show, and so he had uh, an opinion on how he. What he, because he is religious, uh, he is Christian, and he, so this is how he addresses issues that he may have with the realism or lack thereof as far as the Bible is concerned. So this is what he had to say. So this is the way I look at it. Uh, I don't really get hung up on if what happened in the Bible actually happened literally. I just kind of look at it as fables and uh, metaphors. You know, and just try to take the lesson from the fable or the metaphor. Because, I mean, yeah, a lot of that stuff is unbelievable. But if you look at it in terms of, okay, what's the lesson behind this particular instance? Then, you know, it, it, it has value in that in that respect. So, I don't know if that makes a difference, but that's kind of how I look at it. So, that's what he has to say. And, I, I mean, I can see that. It kind of is like Aesop's fables where all of them, there's a lesson to be learned at the end of all of Aesop's fables. Um, like Henny but it, Penny. And, but it does create a dilemma. <laughs> of course it does head. for you. <laughs> you know, like, if God made this perfect doctrine through men who perfectly wrote it down, and they perfectly reflected what God was looking for. That means that God knew that he wouldn't be able to tell us straight up just not to do shit. Like, he knew the Bible wouldn't be able to be a a, a, a rule book, basically. Mm-hmm. So, instead, he put a whole bunch of abstract stories. And if that's the case, that means that's the only way he believed we as species would be able to accept those messages but he created us so he should know what we would be willing to accept and i mean there's always been i feel like some questions about the i won't say the well yeah the validity of the bible and like because it was written by man so they could have took some liberties with (laughs) they might have exaggerated some shit you know what i'm saying so we don't even know that it is truly what God told them to write down, they could have wrote down Listen, anything. So if we if we had like a little biodome and we somehow had the technology where we can create our own species, mm-hmm. would you give them free will? Hell no, I wouldn't give them free will. Why not? Because look, anything, any movie, any any like Listen, you go, wait 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 this is my any example. movie, any back in history. Usually what you create that has free will turns against its creator. So I wouldn't want to create them and put them in this dome and then they get they have free will and start thinking, why the fuck are we in this dome? And she out there <laughs> and start like break, trying to break out and break out and want to kill me. Like, uh-uh. That I, like, even, that's how I feel like it would go. Maybe, but like that ain't even my concern. Like, my concern is... I created you. How fucking dare you? <laughs> Not go along with what I fucking want. <laughs> like if in a game. When I create a player in a game, 
I still want to take that player to the next village. I still want to choose the missions. I still want to choose if I'm a good person or a bad person. I want to do that. I ain't, ain't no way I'm gonna create. I'm gonna buy a game that allows you to create a character and that character just do what the fuck it want to do despite any of your decisions. Oh well, why that, the hell would I give that thing free will? That don't make sense. Not despite, but. The Sims is a very popular franchise where if you wanted to, you could build a house, put everything in there, get them the job that they need, hit play, and just let that shit play out. And they would, they have free, you could, and you, there's a feature to turn free will on and off. So, Sim, I mean, it's a popular. Do you play that? Sims? Yeah. Do you play the. Do you just turn it on, let it run, and just hell that's no? It. Because I don't need you doing. You need to do what I say because exactly. they're stupid. Exactly. They're so, stupid. Like they'll need to go pee and just be standing there, like about to piss on it. Like go piss. Like what? They're stupid. So no, I turn free wheel off. That takes say. us to the point where. <laughs> but some people like it. We can't conceptualize off. why God would make us the way He made us. Yeah. He made us and gave us free will and said, all I need to do is give me 10%. <laughs> I need you to pray. And that's for you, not for me necessarily, but I'm letting you know the option is out there. <laughs> and I need you to praise me. <laughs> like, praise, praise, or just pray. Like, but I see, need you to praise, praise me. So, and I, and I, I really, I apologize. I really do for any, any religious people that are listening. Because what I'm going to say is going to sound terrible. And I realize it before I say it, but it's, it, so I feel like the free will, so think about it this way. If you were a narcissist, like you you would want people, or it would mean more for those people to like come to you out of they want, when that maybe not necessarily a narcissist, but you would want them to come to you because they want to and not because you're making them, right? Like if God took away our free will, we would just be doing what he says because he he's controlling it but if he gives us free will and then we we um willingly go and do what he has said and we willingly go and praise him the praise means more so i think that's for him i don't know that that's for us it's for him to get like more legitimate more um sincere praise because if he just you know made us praise him we just doing what he making us do god don't need praise but he does. Why? Because I, I think it makes him feel good. God don't feel. He has to feel. He no, loves us because love is an emotion. And we if he loves us, as everybody believes, he feels. And if he feels love, he can feel the other emotions. And I feel like he likes to be... Because pr- look, there are stories in the Bible of him destroying shit because the people were praising people that weren't him or gods that weren't him. Like fucking they shit all up. Praise means a lot to him. <laughs> you can die behind that shit in the Bible anyway. So no, I think he it, now and he doesn't have like a tangible use for it. So it has to be that it makes him feel good. He don't. It ain't currency. Like he can't spend the praise. Praise is. I think praise for him and we're made in his image. Praise for him is the same as praise is for us. Somebody praise you, you feel good. I, like I said, I don't. I still don't think that made into my image shit is right <laughs> i don't i just think something made like my candles i make mm-hmm. they are made in my image that mean i can see them holes that <laughs> that's what i think they are made in my image in my line of sight 
I think God can look like whatever the fuck. He don't look like our ass. He do not look like us. Why do you think that? Why you don't think he would look like us? It wouldn't make sense. Wouldn't make sense for him to have to put himself in the framework of a fucking limited ass, tore up ass creature but, like us. But we're limited down here. Part of the appeal, a part of what you're supposed to be reaching for and getting to heaven, I think it's like. I think it's like a video game where you you trying to reach that last level, and when you reach that last level, your shields up, like everything is good, like it's it's, it's almost impossible to kill you because you've like uh, leveled up everything. I think when you get to heaven, the fr- the frailty of our bodies goes away. So he is what we could be if we weren't down here. So I don't. I think we're made in his image to a certain extent, but I don't think he gets sick and shit like us. I think he up there living his best life, healthy as hell. I believe God is His own thing, and it's just an entity that exists. So us even saying His is really representation of our limitations of conceptualizing. Well, that's what about that's how he's referred to in the Bible. Like so, before Adam and Eve exists, it was just a motherfucker. Like how can he? can he exist as a human but he fucked up the amount of ribs Adam was supposed to have when he started off like how many ribs the God got you know what I'm saying it was an ex- well I don't know he took ribs from Adam and he gave did. him to Eve which means he had an extra layer stack on the middle of himself <laughs> this man had an extra middle stack he only had one rib he took one rib from from Adam so did he just have one extra rib on the other side so he was lopsided walking around do you have to have it even though because you know women get ribs removed to like get a smaller waist like that's a thing i don't know that it has to be even for you to not be lopsided like one rib is it's small <laughs> and it's you, all weird to me man i gotta look at it abstract <laughs> i got to man how you can't just take a rib out of person we can't do it. He, but he. So again, like, I and think, do he do it with surgery, or do he just like snap and that shit be gone? Snap. I feel like did we he have, like punch Adam in the stomach and be like, let's do this a creative way. We like level one, and he like level a hundred, and so your goal is to get to level a hundred where you don't have all of these ailments and and body aches and and being able to be killed and shit. Well, I think I think that's still too simplified. Why? too simplified i feel like we are level zero rice farmers and he is a level 100 master magician (laughs) it's like we ain't on the same level even if we got up to a hundred level of being a rice farmer we still ain't got them nowhere near we might can't get to level 100 maybe we could get to like 80 and there's still shit he gonna keep that we wouldn't have (laughs) but even so the best thing we can do in our mastery of our craft is with rice (laughs) <laughs> he's snapping and making ribs disappear and creating a whole new species and being like hey she gonna help you with the garden she just came out of nowhere not only that but she was like the perfect specimen for him to have sex with like well like he made adam like when he made adam he had like he was but like the goal wasn't set because when he originally made eve for him they were still supposed to just be in the garden chilling and shit. They ain't know they was naked. It was. T- it wasn't until after they ate the fruit and got kicked out that sex and the creation of other human beings. So started. that means God had contingency plans for that shit already. Because otherwise, why would He make Adam with a meat swinging? <laughs> Unless Adam was made like a Ken doll starting off. 
<laughs> he like, he made Adam first, and I guess from reading it from the Bible, we're supposed to think that he didn't really expect to have to make a woman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because the way it reads is that uh, he he saw that he was alone or whatever, and wanted to make him a, a companion. So he, but so, but that still makes sense because God is alone, or he was alone before he created all of this shit. So he probably like that nigga be all right. I've been alone for forever. Like he all right, but then he was all sad and shit. So he made me. But he and then he was like, but if I would ever need to make him a woman. I should probably make him a penis <laughs> so that he can stick it in a woman in the event that I have to create. Like, why? Because he, if he didn't think he was going to do that, he wouldn't have no reason to make a meat on the man. Well, but, yeah, maybe he just didn't want to have to. This is really know. why I'm saying that this is, I have to accept it as abstract. Like, it's not. Like these are conversations I'll be having twenty four hours a day <laughs> about faith if we sitting here <laughs> saying that this is concrete, absolutely what happened, and this is how we gonna retell but it. But see, here's the thing: you have AC Blue, and his his perception makes sense to me. I get that, but then you have other Christians that are like, "No, God is all powerful. He could do anything. Like He did those things," and it's like, "But what? <laughs> but how? And how do you know He did?" Did we have we probably had this conversation, but I think we have about the God dilemma. Like Oh yeah. God is all if God is all powerful, can he limit his own power? And if he can limit his own power, then is he really all powerful? I think the ability to be able to to limit is part of being all powerful. If you're all powerful and out of control and shit, you then are you really you're not powerful. You're not in control. He's in control enough for him to say, like with the flood. Again, I, I can only go. He flooded the whole fucking world and was like, you know what? I may be overreacting. <laughs> because then the, the the dove and he promised that he wouldn't do it again. Next time it'll be fire instead of So, like, I feel like he did that shit and was like, I overreacted like a motherfucker. Like, maybe. <laughs> That's And those little instances are what make me think he ain't all-powerful. He ain't all-knowing. He ain't omnipotent. Uh, I think that he, some of those things are limited. I don't know. Like, what the, what's what happened with dinosaurs? There's no mention of them even in the Bible. I mean, I think in Genesis chapter 6, that it get close. Are you? Do you know that for sure? Is this another one you pulling these chapters out? No, 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 no. Okay, this is for real. <laughs> like, I, it start talking about beast and creepy thing. It it, may, it it seemed like it makes a reference to destroying the earth because it was fucked up and then restarting it. But he still put, have you seen Australia? He still put all of that, and then he fucked the people of Australia by putting all of the creepy shit there with them. I think Australia is beautiful. I would never visit that shit. They got spiders the size of me. Fuck out of here. And fucking birds and shit that it can kick your head open. And, spiders and ain't goddamn, fucking with you. Hey, I don't want to take no chances. Australia has some of the most scary animals in the world. I don't know how those people live there. I couldn't do it. I guess if I was born there and didn't know no better. But shit, I watch a lot of uh, animal and like environmental documentaries and they have one on netflix and it's like top 72 in australia and it's the 72 greatest uh or the, the 72 most dangerous animals in australia my nigga when i tell you 
that it is so much shit that can fuck jellyfish and shit that you you gonna die before you can even get help and shit. Snakes. So I'm gonna read the first uh, seven verses of uh, Genesis six. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man for that he is also flesh. Yet his days shall be 120 years. Uh, and this is where it goes into what I'm talking about. There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men and they bare children unto them, the same became mighty men, which were old men of renown. And God said that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he made man on earth and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air for it representeth me that repenteth me that I had made them. So in my mind, this is a representation of a time where he created something, regretted making that something and destroyed that something. But he said, he keeps saying the sons and daughters of man that's before Adam and Eve and Adam and Eve was supposed to be the first human well, so no, I, think, I think some of this is talking about later times and I think that part is a call back to when it was fucked up <laughs> I'm just saying I mean <laughs> when I started reading the Bible I started looking at some of this stuff and being like cause I, cause I was trying to look at the Bible in the context of like I said last week how can this fit in a modern interpretation but just from the past so I don't know man I, I don't. It's too confusing for me. Yeah. My mom was like, "Well, you you, you got to have the King James Version Bible, and then you got to have a concordance, and then you got to have a book to help you interpret." And I'm like, "What? <laughs> I don't do that for school. And this is how I get paid." <laughs> I mean, she clearly getting paid in salvation to her is more important yes. than getting paid in money. Yes. Um, uh, but you know. Uh, thank you to Tag, Cat Jack, and AC Blow for those comments. I don't think anybody had a question this week. We got Michael. Oh, Michael, that's right. Yep. Oh, God, the white store. Yes. <laughs> Michael sent us a Facebook message. Y'all are welcome to send us Facebook message. Come find us at conversationcarnartist.com. No. No. Just Conversation Conversation Con Artist Facebook, Facebook page. <laughs> I ain't done that in a long time. Um... Michael said, I was talking with a comedy friend about long distance podcasting and the benefit of two recordings. If the remote person has a reasonable microphone, just do a Skype conversation over earphones, then add their audio track to edit. You might need to do a clap noise at the beginning to get the sync right. Also, I can understand you guys pretty much fine. We have a lot of American accents in the media over in the UK. Never heard no cap before, but thanks for filling me in. Hey, Michael, guess what? I live here and I, it's new. I didn't know what the fuck it meant. So. You got to work with cool kids. I mean, I... I Your I, kids ain't cool enough. <laughs> they don't kids. use the language. Some of them do, but I, I don't know. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you mentioned the Brexit things is going crazy this side. You're not wrong. Feel free to ask. I'll sit and type that bullshit up just to get it off my chest. Can't talk about it this end without some butthead parroting off some campaign slogans like they mean anything. <laughs> Next one is he sent us a picture of this place called White Stuff. <laughs> he said, I have also walked past this place four times now just to look at it again and the things it sells. I mean, it's an informative store name. From a distance, I thought it was a snow sports store, but nope. Apparently, it's just a place that sells white people 
type things. stuff. Yeah, yeah, like nothing in the store is white. It's not like snow or anything. Like it is literally um, just stuff white people wear. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's I, so weird. <laughs> I don't know why you would name it white stuff. I don't know. Maybe you can get cocaine out the back. The, of course you would. Booger sugar, <laughs> nose candy. What is your obsession with cocaine? You Sniff, always sniffs. look. He always in our little group. He'll like say stuff to like gauge if if one of us has start using coke like randomly, and it's like, why do you think that somebody in this group is gonna start sniffing coke? I listen, man, people start doing drugs for random reasons, and I just need a baseline understanding of how to detect that when it happens, okay? I want people to think I'm okay with it, I'm cool with it, so when they ask me if I want some sniff sniff, I can expose them. Get them to some rehab. It'll be something simple like that. Somebody will suggest the restaurant. He'll be like, "Red will go if they have Coke," and I'll be like, "What?" <laughs> like it'll just <laughs> it'll be something so random and so ridiculous. It is, and I guess he thinks that we're gonna just go with it. Like, yep, yeah, they gotta have Coke. <laughs> I don't know. But it is the most hilarious thing ever. It's so funny. I don't know why you're so obsessed with Coke. What would you do if we went to a party or an event or something and we were just sitting at the table chilling and I just pulled out like some <laughs> cocaine and just rubbed it across my hand and just did a just did one of them real quick and just was like, What y'all having? <laughs> I'd be like, Who the fuck are you? What when did you start doing Coke? <laughs> when did this happen? That's what what's I? gonna happen? Yeah. It's going like aggression. Like, yeah. are you still going to eat? Are you going to leave? Like, is this an intervention time? Are what you going to try to get I me mean, some help? What's, what's happening? What kind of food is being served? <laughs> it don't matter. Whatever you want it to be but served. But it does. It well, matter. So what you're saying is there is a level of food that's delicious <laughs> enough not to worry about this Look, coke habit y'all just discovered hey, I got. I can't do anything about it right in that moment anyway, so I might as well eat this chicken. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying it's not something I could do something about immediately anyway. So like I don't what feel are like you'll even address it. I will ask I you feel, about I feel like coke. you'll do it afterwards. After when? I bet it, I feel like everybody at the table will pretend like I didn't do that shit. <laughs> and then y'all have a conversation outside of me having done that shit. And they y'all gonna be like, did Eddie do that shit at the table? Did y'all see that shit? Was that cocaine? What was that? Was that a goodie powder? Maybe it's a better explanation. Maybe it was cocaine. Maybe we need to ask him what it was because I don't think that what 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 could it have been? Do people snort smarties? What does that do? <laughs> if you can snort candy and it have a higher effect, maybe that's I don't feel like y'all would address. I don't think I'd address it with a motherfucker at the table. I feel like I would be so shocked. I I would just be like, "What the fuck is this?" Like I feel like, like I feel like my mouth would get ahead of my brain, and I would say something beforehand because it would be so shocking to see you take a bump of coke, all nonchalant, like we ain't all sitting here at this table. Like I don't know that I would be able to hold that until later, because <laughs> I feel like. Especially you. Who in our group could I see doing that? That I would just be like, oh, I can see that. Uh, <laughs> it ain't you. Nobody. You don't even drink or anything. Like, so for you to go from nothing to Coke is a huge jump. Like, you don't smoke weed. You don't drink. You don't do any of, like, the lower level stuff. So, like, you would be the very last person in this group that I would think would develop a fucking Coke habit. Because it, it's like zero to a thousand. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't think I could see anybody doing a bump of coke and I would just be like You never know, man. Oh um, I could go from Gandhi to Ike Turner <laughs> in a motherfucking heartbeat. 
wrong conditions. I be telling the kids on my caseload. I be telling the kids on my caseload, and I don't know if it's good or bad, but it sounds good when I say it. I be like, listen, all of us is a bad day away from a fucked up run <laughs> in life. Okay, <laughs> I'm just letting you know, and I tell them you have to control as much of them days because you never know if I if my car got totaled and flipped today. That could be a fucking two month run of bullshit that go on in my life. <laughs> oh yeah, and I couldn't control it. I wouldn't even be able to control it. Nope. You know, so it's like all of us are a bad day away sometimes from doing some shit that we ain't got <laughs> no damn business. Most of the time, it's probably having sex with somebody we ain't got no damn business having sex with. That like in the moment seems like the least restrictive path of getting out some frustration. <laughs> a higher restrictive path would be, you know. You know, calling somebody up who you know do drugs and you know they're gonna have drugs on and be like, you don't wanna say I want some drugs, you know, if you knew, you just kinda be like, Man, I just don't feel great, man, and I wish it was something that make me feel good. You when would you be look at your friend surprised. Man. So where I work, we work with DHR a lot. And you would be surprised how many parents will come in and say, Well, I was having a bad day and then like my friend offered me some X, so I took it. What? <laughs> Like, if I, I have come to you with bad days, if I come to you ever with a bad day and you just pull some X out of your pocket, we're going to have to have a conversation. I'm not going to just pop the pill, but, like, it's so many of them that will come in and be like, yeah, you know, I I just, I was having a bad day and, like, my friend let me smoke some of her weed, but then I got drug tested and now they didn't took my kids. What? Why, why did you have to take it? Because it was offered to you. Like... But they were having a bad day. They didn't make the decision. I have not. Their emotional well, compromised state made the decision for them. I would like to think that even if I was having a bad day, if somebody offered me some coke or any kind of drug, that I would be like, the fuck is that going to do? You're also a counselor. <laughs> You're also a professional. You have experiences that will keep you from doing things like that. But if you work in Walmart and <laughs> electronics and you kind of just stand up under a big shelf in the back waiting for boxes to fall on you <laughs> even though they never fall and you just go back out and continue your shift, what the fuck you think they going to turn away some Xanax for? I mean, it's been here recently, probably within the last three months, I've had that same story be brought to me in an intake a lot where it's like girl what <laughs> what she's like yeah i was having a bad day so i just took it and i didn't know so this was gonna happen and they were gonna drug test one of the times they took the their kid got sick they had to take the kid to the hospital but they were behaving weird the parent was so they drug tested their ass pop positive called dhr like it's been <laughs> It's always some random shit that happens. Like they never think they're gonna get drug tested this the day they decide to like take some drugs, and then just in this series of lemony snickets, um, unfortunate events, it just falls down, and they and they end up in my office and shit because now they gotta get custody back. But it's just it the first time I heard that I was like okay, but then like the more people kept coming in, I was like this like a regular thing like people have friends that do drugs and so when that person even if they don't do drugs is having a bad day the friend is like i'm telling you you need to get on this zan it's gonna make everything better here here just take a zan like i just i don't know that's just so weird to me because i don't have anybody in my circle that would be like hey red get let me get you some of this zan so you can calm down like what the fuck <laughs> no but it's just weird um so yeah, uh, we got way off of white stuff, but um, 
as we usually do. Thank you, Michael. That was hilarious. And I see what he's saying about the um about the audio. If he records with like a good mic on his end at the same time that we're Skyping it, just take and he sends us his good recording on a mic and you just sync it in. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. It, it and it, the clap would be helpful to to be able to <laughs> sync it up. But yeah, I can see that working. If you ain't got a good mic, M- Michael, go get one because <laughs> time is coming. Colin, get you a mic. Miss Twisted Tressies, get you a mic. Yep. If you can afford it. Um, if you can't, then we'll make do with whatever we got. So thank you guys all for sending in those comments. Um, if you have a question you'd like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, and hit us up that way. Uh, okay, so I guess what I still need to start doing is going with the story that is my name in the beginning. So, Because sometimes I've like not gotten to that story. So let me go first with why I'm not. I'm glad I don't eat Tyson chicken, okay? More than 36,000 pounds of Tyson chicken nuggets were called for possibly containing rubber. Now, how rubber got in there? Um, To be more specific, the products that may be contaminated are the panko chicken nuggets that were produced on November 26th of last year and had a best of uh, best if used by date of November 26, 2019. Um, USDA's Food Safety and Inspection Service has classified the announcement as a class one, which is considered to be a high health risk. Uh, what the hell is panko chicken? Panko chicken. Mm-hmm. It's the way that you bread the chicken. Okay. The breading is called panko. It's a Japanese type of bread that they use. They grind up and then they bread it and then they fry it with the panko. Well, somebody ground up some rubber in the panko. In the panko mix. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't eat. So Tyson is always saying it's like a hundred percent white, and I. But it doesn't look like chicken. Like I've bitten it into says some 100% of it. What? It always says a hundred percent. Um. Well, this says a hundred percent all natural ingredients. Exactly. <laughs> See, they don't. It's about what it's not saying. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> I can't eat it because it's not chicken. They market food like big niggas market they sales in dating profiles <laughs> you know what i'm saying they what? take the they take the pictures at the angles oh, yeah. so that it don't look like it's fake chicken and they put <laughs> all 100% all natural chicken just like he'll put on his profile uh in the weight room every day you know what i'm saying like yeah but you ain't losing no weight you know like i'm just saying everybody market they sales in a certain way they don't put everything. All natural products mean certain shit by definition that the FDA allows them to say. Wow. All natural ingredients, um, only all, 100% all natural ingredients. Yeah, that's what it says. Could be some kind of deception. What I can't see what this says. It's too, uh, it's too grainy. It says fully cooked chicken nugget. Something's underneath that, but it's too grainy for me to see. But it don't even have a texture of chicken. Like, have you ever been into one of their chicken, any chicken product? For it don't even have chicken test texture. It's like I don't know what the fuck it is. Well, I, I mean, if you take a chicken breast, right, and grind it into ground beef, and then grind it again and grind it again until it's mush that you can squeeze up into a patty, 
put bread around it and fry it, it still ain't going to seem like chicken texture, you know, because you've, you know, you minced it so much. And the more you mince it, the more it's going to be that way. Just like if you were to put it in a juicer, you know what I'm saying? It's, I mean, you, you can get different textures from chicken. However, when you just use chicken, it's too expensive. So it's say 100% all natural products used. Mm -hmm. It's very possible that they put 100% or they put 50% natural ass chicken and 50% natural ass beaver in that shit. <laughs> and we wouldn't even know it. Because all we know is it's a 100% natural product. It don't, do it say 100% natural chicken? No, it says 100% natural ingredients. See, that's the shit. That's that <laughs> shit you don't know about. That's how they get your ass. Because in your head, you be like, oh, all natural, yay. But all natural mean very certain shit. Let me see what it says on that. We talked about castorium before, right? Yes, and I don't want don't because you already well, I'm fucked doing it shit again. up for me. I, I hate care. you. I'm doing it again. <laughs> if it's already fucked up for you, I'm educating somebody else. Whatever. It's beaver booty juice. Okay, it's called castorium. There is a gland next to the anal cavity of the beaver <laughs> I hate you so that secretes much. this this product, and it's in makeup. And it's in anything that has all, any like raspberry or watermelon flavored candies or mixes that says an all natural flavoring, that's what's in it. They find something to put in there, and I don't even know why. Why would you try to ruin candy for me? I didn't need to know that beaver ass juice is in the candy that I eat. Why would you do that? Listen. <laughs> I don't want to know. I've lived my whole life eating candy. That ain't candy. even the word you should have. <laughs> I don't even eat chocolate. So all I have is candy that's going to have that red dye in that shit. Listen, that ain't even the word you should have because it's in makeup. What you do is you smell beaver ass <laughs> juice all over your lips and your face and walk around for people to see you with that shit on your face. I don't wear a lot of red lipstick. It's red, so like I don't have a lot of red lipstick. I'm just saying... The definitions of shit as it pertains to food and the FDA and yours, that's a problem. That's why, like, they are fighting desperately to keep GMOs from being labeled on a lot of these packages because they know they're going to have to find some new creative ways to say shit. Just like almond milk. Milk, by definition of the FDA or USDA, whichever one of them, is it has to come out of the secretion of a mammal. USDA is only meat, isn't it? And then okay, FDA. FDA. Yeah, it has to come out of a, a mammal. The fact that almonds, you <laughs> squeeze them holes, and you can call them they're not supposed to be called hey, that milk. Listen, for the lactose intolerant people, that is a. I don't fuck with my almond. I don't really like almond milk, but I have to drink other milks because I can't have cow milk because it fucks with me. So don't. I don't need them ruining the shit that makes me be able to eat cereal regular. <laughs> Listen. Because I can't take cow's milk. It's not going to change what it is if you call it almond white juice. Yes, the fucking. No, no, it won't. Who's going to buy almond white juice? If you don't buy it when you know it's the same thing, you have the fucking problem. But you know how people are. People are not going to. I would still buy it, but enough people wouldn't that they would stop fucking producing it. And now I'm stuck without a milk alternative because people want to get all upset about the usage of this word. I'm not I one of those people. I my milk. <laughs> I eat beaver booty juice candy. Okay. I, 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 my milk. I drink regular milk. I can't drink regular milk. So I don't care. But if they started calling... You know, if 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 it turned out tomorrow that we found out every single cow 
was a fucking extraterrestrial. It came from <laughs> another planet. And the FDA decided that we can't call uh, cow's milk milk anymore. And they just want to call it alien drink. I still be putting that shit in my cereal. You know why? Because it's fucking delicious. Oh, I have a better picture of the package. It says 100% all natural ingredients, fully cooked chicken nuggets, breaded nugget shaped chicken patties. And then the final print at the bottom says minimally processed, no artificial ingredients, federal regulations prohibit the use of added hormones or steroids in chicken. That's all they say on the front. That shit mean, it can mean so much. That's all they got. I, I don't have the... Don't nothing in there say that there's 100% chicken that you're eating. It could be wanna... mixed with any number of other all-natural foods. Do they have the back of the bag? I want to see what it says the ingredients are. They do. Um, I want to let me move it over. Damn it, it's being a bitch. Wait. It's like when you want to show somebody something and you get ready to show them and, and it your just phone don't work. just be like, hell no. And they be looking like, damn, I just did this shit before you was here. I know. Chicken, water, salt, and natural flavor. That's what it say the ingredients are. Chicken, water, salt, and natural flavor. Mm-hmm. Then for the bread, it's breaded with wheat flour, water, wheat starch, white whole wheat flour, salt contains 2% or less of the following yellow corn flour, corn starch, dried onion, dried. Does that say dried? That can't say dried pork. Wait. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's not pork. It, oh, dried garlic. It looked like a pea. Dried yeast, brown sugar. Um, extractors of paprika and spices, breading set, and vegetable oil. That's all they say that's in it. So it says it's just chicken. That's all natural shit at the bottom got me worried. <laughs> it means some bullshit that they were justifying a lawsuit. Well, listen, all I know is I don't eat Tyson chicken, so I'm very glad. But I know it's a lot of moms because I feel like that's who buy those nuggets is like moms because it's something quick that you can prepare for kids. So I feel like it's a lot of moms that will piss the fuck off about not being able to use. Like, I wonder, do people throw stuff away when it gets recalled <laughs> or do they be like, I paid for this already. I'm taking my chances. <laughs> Because, like, you just have to throw it away when it's recut. Like, something like that. Like, when your car, you go get it fixed for free. But, like, with food, you just have to throw that shit away when there's a recall on it. And who even, how do you even know it's a recall on some shit? Yeah, true. No, who, nobody knows when food has a recall. You just get sick and go to the hospital. Well, the first few people don't know. But, like, so, it, once a recall is made on something like this, they have to pull it out of the store. Like when they had the the lettuce whole issue, I went into Sam's to get my little bag of um, salad mix, and there was a big ass sign that said they they didn't have any in the store. So the first few people to get sick don't know, but like everybody else learns from they not being able to buy it in the store when you go to get it. But yeah, the first people just yeah they just get sick. <laughs> they they had to be the ones to raise the alarm, so they pull the shit off the shelf so other people don't get sick. But yeah. I mean, the only way you know is if it gets pulled off the shelf before you buy it. So, I just thought I would talk about the chicken crisis. <laughs> I'm going to talk about Mr. William Cosby. 
Oh, Jesus. Apparently, Bill Cosby is, is in jail pertaining to be a real-life doctor and diagnosing patients in Well, that's in one prison. way to keep them off his ass. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's being forced into this role. <laughs> Maybe they said, when you get here, you is not going to be Bill Cosby. You're going to be Heathcliff Huxtable. Because we love Heathcliff Huxtable, but we'll rate Bill Cosby. <laughs> so it's in your best interest, sir. To entertain us <laughs> in this situation. Who the fuck would want Bill Cosby to be diagnosing them with in- first of all, he is not he was never a doctor. He played a doctor. That's like getting Doogie Hauser, um, Neil Patrick Harris to come diagnose you on some shit because he played Doogie Hauser. Like, that's not how that works. <laughs> I'm sure he knows something. And he old as hell. He got one foot in the grave. And whatever he did know is probably gone due to dementia. Like what? the fuck out of here Who? Bill Cosby ain't got no damn dementia <laughs> he ain't even damn blind as far as you ask me <laughs> all that shit was for show and to make him look a lot less guilty than he did I wonder he's still playing no kind of gay cause you need to be alert in jail you need to be out here talking about you can't see and you now, don't I don't understand. think they would do nothing to an old man in jail because he gonna die it don't matter the first, cr- let's, the first time Bill Cosby experienced some high level trauma in jail his body gonna seize up and he gonna they have a heart care. attack. Look, you think that like in that he might get some leverage because he's Bill because Co- he's Bill Cosby and he played he's Co- Huxtable and a lot of people grew up with that show. But like when you go to jail or prison and you are a rapist or a pedophile, they don't give a fuck who you are. They gonna fuck you up. Period. Like I'm telling you, I go and do that um, class for the day reporting center. They don't play that shit. Like it, they serious as fuck about that. I feel that. like they have boundaries. Who got boundaries? I feel like when it's a, I'm listen. I'm just saying. Listen. I feel like when R. Kelly inevitably goes to jail, mm-hmm. they gonna just ask him to do. They gonna be like, if you ever stop singing in here, <laughs> that's when your life gonna change. So R. Kelly just gonna be singing. And on Bill Cosby just gonna be Doctor Hustle. I just don't know that that's how that works. I just, I don't know. Especially not with R. Kelly. I feel like even if you were upset, maybe Bill Cosby being as old as he is and as fragile looking as he is. But like R. Kelly, I feel like would go in there like still trying to be R, the R. Kelly on the street in, in prison and they would have to fuck him up. Like I just feel like. I think he fit in. You do? He can't read. No. He can't write. <laughs> it's fucked up. I mean. No, he won't fit in because despite all of that, he has a very inflated ego, and I just do not think that he would do well. They would fuck him up. I just feel like they would. I hope I get to find out one day that what happens because his ass needs to be locked up. So hopefully one day this debate will be ended with we us finding out what the fuck does happen to him. Look at no, because look at Jared. So wait, Jared. Yeah. They beat Jared ass. <laughs> Jared wasn't even lovable. Or likable. R. Kelly ain't lovable or likable. That nigga just sings. What are you talking about? What's lovable about R. Kelly? I understand what's not lovable about about him to you and what's not lovable about him to me. I don't think... People love R. Kelly. People love his music and like how sexy they think he is. Like lovable to me is like... I don't know. Like 
it's not somebody like him. Like well, a ain't lo- goddamn Winnie the Pooh. Well, it's not Winnie the Pooh, but it's not fucking R. Kelly either. Like I don't know. People Who's love lovable? R. Kelly. What Felicia, do you, Felicia, what do you call it? Felicia Rashad is lovable. People love Felicia Rashad. People love Michelle Obama. People love Obama. But people do not love R. Kelly. Like they like him as an artist and they think he look good. But I don't think it's lo- like lovable to me has a very positive connotation. I don't know why you kidding yourself like this. I'm not. Like there's not a horde of people out here who love R. Kelly. I love that man. When they had a show after all of this shit went down and they said, kidnap me, R. Kelly. Kidnap me. <laughs> That's not love. What the That's fuck is that? Stupidity. Being a dumbass. Being obviously a traumatized person who don't. Like, I don't know what the fuck that is, but it ain't uh, stupid. People love that man. I don't get it. Okay. He, but, okay, women loving him is different from going to prison with a bunch of niggas. Like, I don't think that they're going to be like, kidnap me or killing like the nah, men in prison. No, he's going to be like, my first daughter was conceived, the 12 play. <laughs> Man, it'll bring back some good old memories if we had a performance of that here today, right now. Or, before you eat your food. Or he may be like, I have a daughter that was conceived to dwell playing. You out here raping little girls. Like, it could go in the other way too. I'm telling you, they have their little hierarchy and they be serious about this shit. I knew Jared was gonna get his ass beat when he when he got locked up. Subway Jared was not gonna make it. <laughs> I knew they was gonna whoop his ass and they did. <laughs> do you think that it's some trauma that Bill cut? Like, do you think it's like a regression or a uh a personality thing that he's doing this, or do you think this is like self preservation? As far as true? pretending to be a doctor? Yeah. Self preservation. I mean, like an individual self-preservation, like not because of the environment he in, but like because he did spend a lot of time trying to create this persona of who he, I guess, wish he was. Maybe I would hope that he at this point knows that it ain't no recovering that shit. I feel like now he's just trying to keep his ass safe. <laughs> like I just don't believe at this point he would be trying to recover his public image. It ain't no, ain't no. That's it. That's over. Like. They don't even fucking play the Cosby on TV anymore. Like, he fucked that all up. So, uh, I just, I don't think, I think it's self-preservation in the fact of where he is and trying to make sure everybody like him so he don't have to deal with the shit other folks that commit crimes like that have to deal with when they get locked up. So, that's just, I don't know. That's crazy. Um, So, listen. I have tattoos. I love tattoos. I think tattoos are amazing. I think that you should think before you get a tattoo because it's something that's going to be on you forever. I am a huge, huge, huge person against getting people's names tattooed on you because you do not know how relationships are going to go. And what you don't want to have is a bunch of dudes or a bunch of chicks names all over you that you have them to put a line through because the shit didn't work out. Ain't nobody's name going on this body but my own <laughs> like i don't understand that but i say all that to say ariana grande decided to get a tattoo this is another pet peeve of mine but she she what i think she has a song called seven rings so she wanted to get a tattoo uh that said seven rings now ariana grande or what did, what did we discover is actually pronounced grand grande 
Grand, Grand, no, Grandi, I can't remember. Anyway, she is Italian. Now she could have went and got it in Italian, which would make more sense because that's where she's her family is from. But no, she decided that she was going to get it written in Japanese. Now here's the thing about people getting Japanese letters. Most of the time, especially when they're Americans, they don't speak or write Japanese. <laughs> So then you go in there, you say, hey, I want a tattoo that says, you know, seven rings, but in Japanese. And your person that's doing your tattoo, who may be of Asian descent, is going to be like, fuck this American. And they're going to put some bullshit on you, which is what happened. She wanted seven rings. She got a tattoo that she was showing off, proud of it. And what we found out is that the shit was actually uh, Japanese style barbecue grill. <laughs> <laughs> she has a tattoo that says Japanese style barbecue grill on her body now. She tried to get it fixed with a correction. She did, it and turned then... into Japanese barbecue grill finger. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? This is why you don't do that. Like, don't go taking from other people's cultures and shit and putting that shit on your body. Especially, listen, if you're gonna do it, make sure it's some shit that you can readily understand. Don't get it in a language you don't speak. Do you know how many people have found out that that their Asian tattoos don't mean what the fuck they asked for? Like, it happens a lot. Don't do that. It's stupid. And she's a celebrity, and that person was still like, fuck you in this seven rings. I'm going to write Japanese-style barbecue grill. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. It's just stupid. It doesn't make any sense. You're not of that culture. You don't speak the language. You don't write the language. So when you look at it, you're not going to know what it says. And you're going to be walking around and people who do, who are able to read that language going to be laughing at you. Like, look at that idiot. Does she know that her tattoo says Japanese barbecue grill? Like, those, just don't do that, people. I, I have nothing against tattoos. I, I have quite a few. But they are all shit I know. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing on me in a language i don't speak and since i only speak of the english that's all i'm ever gonna have why you just why you just do it why you say it like that speak of the english i don't know being just, racist now i wasn't trying to be racist it just felt it just right was. in the moment was Came it out. okay well i didn't Seeked intend for... <laughs> wait you said that i can't be racist so i'm not racist because i'm black you can't be okay so then i wasn't racist but you said you can be I'm but, using you your dialogue. I can't. but you said that you can't be racist i'm using your dialogue man <laughs> that's what you believe you believe you could be racist then clearly what you're doing then is racist if i do the same thing it's not because i can't be what's your next story <laughs> okay we talked about b smith man okay uh this is the guy whose wife has alzheimer's b smith is the wife I mean, her B. Smith is the wife, Greg, the husband. I, I don't even care about the husband's name, but he has a living girlfriend while his wife has uh, Alzheimer's, and he is defending himself adamantly about this setup. And I was just wondering if you have a mate, like, what are you supposed to do in this situation? Just die and live out your life, taking care of your. Your mate that has first of li all, very limited capability. First of all, she does not have limited capabilities. What she has is the she's not able to recognize people. She's not able to orient to like you know time and place. But it, she's not an invalid. Okay, 
and I told the last time we talked about this story, I told you about the notebook. Now I don't expect everybody to go as far as if she has to be put in a facility, going to stay in the facility yourself so you could be near her, but it's in sickness and in health that don't get an expiration date. If you believe that when you get married to that person and then they get Alzheimer's and you want to have them in the house and then have your fucking side piece, that is so rude and disrespectful because if he truly is ready to move on with his, his life, he could leave the care of her. Up. They have kids. She has a daughter. Like he can let them take care of her and he go on with his little side piece, girlfriend, whatever the fuck and live his life. But it is disrespectful to move this woman into the house that you have shared with your wife, knowing that she doesn't really know what's going on. Like, that's rude as fuck. So is there another way to do this? Divorce her. <laughs> divorce yeah. her. Yeah. Do you think is that's worse, abandoning somebody in, in that moment of need? How is this different? I don't know. I'm just asking it's the question. It's not like he I'm has... Just, I'm just fleshing out the He has abandoned her. He has... He just got a new podcast with this girlfriend. Like, he is still... Let me tell you, the reason why he's still with B. Smith is because... The reason why you don't know his name is because he, he don't do shit. B. Smith is the person with the money. And if he stays with her, he keeps access to her money. If he divorces her, then he loses access. And him and his little girlfriend can't go around doing shit. Like, what if I, it was a situation where him and the girlfriend was legitimately taking care of her? I don't care. It's disrespectful. Like I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want that for myself. If I got all time and my husband just couldn't deal with it and had to go get him somebody else, put me in the care of somebody. I don't want to live with you and your fucking girlfriend. Like even if though I don't know what's going on, because here's the thing, if if it was him that had Alzheimer's and she was taking care of him, but she moved a man in that fucking house, niggas would have so much shit to say. She would be all kind of names and all kind of shit that if she did that to her husband. But her doing it to him, it's like it's not as big of a deal, which is ridiculous. Like, or him doing it to her. That's crazy. Like, I would never, if my husband got Alzheimer's, then he just got Alzheimer's. I'm not going to move a fucking man up in our house. I'm not going well, to disrespect let's our not kids worry about. So let's not worry about the, the bullshit and the shenanigans. What if your mate... That y'all absolutely love each other. Something happened to them. Uh, or no, no, something happened to you. Mm -hmm. And it, it compromised their ability to get most of what they wanted from you and a wife. And they took care of you like they were supposed to. And and they did it, but you couldn't have sex. You couldn't go out. You couldn't be intimate. It's barely anything you can do that y'all enjoyed in a relationship. Like, how would you feel? Like, would you feel the need to... And the reason I'm asking this question is because I know somebody who is in a situation where her health is so deeply compromised mm -hmm. that she she told her she told her boyfriend, you know, we should find a girlfriend. That's different. But I'm saying, I'm saying, That's I'm different. asking you though, what would you do? Like, would you would you expect him to just do that forever? And would you do that forever without any talks of compromise or something changing? I, I just would want him if he needed to move on with his life because I wasn't able to give him what I could as a wife I don't want to be in the house because imagine how that feels now what you're talking about now is somebody that's lucid and knows what's going on and so now I know that this man that I love that I already am probably feeling some kind of way because I can't provide him the things that he needs and that I can't function at the level that I'm 
um, used to functioning and already dealing with the grief of losing whatever capabilities I had. Now I'm watching the man that I love be with some other woman. I wouldn't want to watch that. I wouldn't fault him for it because I would get it, but I don't want to be there to witness it. And I wouldn't do that in front of him if it was the other way around. I would not have, even if he told me to do that, we would have to have a conversation about whether or not we were going to continue with the relationship because I wouldn't be comfortable having somebody around or coming over or leaving him like that's just weird that's not what my concept of a relationship is what if he provided you with everything that you need i know what you're saying but i still what i'm just saying but what if what if it was like would you be okay with it just being outside of your knowledge I, I i mean i can't do nothing with it if it's outside of my knowledge i'm saying like would you ever come up with a scenario where it was like if you do your own thing just make sure i don't know about it type situation i just can't see me doing that <laughs> and maybe that's selfish of me but i, I just can't and, see and it me i can't see myself allowing another person who loves me to go without something that i believe that they should have but i'm not telling him to go without what i'm saying is that if that's the case he needs to fully commit and go and do that i'm not saying he can't i'm not saying i would get upset with him if that's what he but wants what if he to don't do. want to what if what if what if he would but he's not leaving you is not an option then that's his choice i'm giving him the out I, what i'm not gonna do is i'm just i'm not i know me i know my personality because it's gonna cause more problems in the relationship because i'm gonna start being a bitch i'm gonna be honest with you I, i'm gonna have an attitude like it's gonna be some problems you're gonna be like uh <laughs> you're gonna be like diary of a mad black woman you know when she when the dude had the lawyer got shot and she, and had she to like start tried to drown him, him. yeah and the first thing she did was ram that wheel's wheelchair full speed and in the front of the tub it, yep. man hit his head on the yep. tub went in the water like stop blowing them bubbles yeah <laughs> that's I, you i look i would and i know because i know my personality and i know how i am and if i love i would love him enough to want him to have those things and i would want him to go and have those things but we're not gonna all live up in this house i'm not finna like i'm not gonna be able to do that that i just not my personality is not such that would be able to do that I'm not going to be okay knowing that you like going out on dates and like fucking some. I can't do it. I can't do it. So I would want him to have that if that's what he needed. But you're going to have to go forth and fly young bird away from the nest. Go do that. But not, not, not around me. <laughs> me and one of my old girlfriends got caught having sex by her granddad who had Alzheimer's. <laughs> and I, you know, I was just the dude at some stranger's house and I was like, oh, shit. The door don't open. And mm -hmm. he's standing here looking at us. And she was like, don't worry about it. He ain't going to remember in the morning. Oh, that's so awful. It's fucked up. Jesus. It was fucked up. That's terrible. And surely enough, he did not remember in the oh. morning. Imagine all the shit that man has seen. Because <laughs> people are like, he ain't going to remember in the matter. Gee, oh, God. That's terrible. But I, you know. B. Smith's husband, I don't think that... Because nobody had to know. That's the thing about this. Nobody had to know about this situation. He flaunts the situation. And then when he flaunted it, and people was like, that's fucked up. You a trash human being. Then he decided... <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? What? You just triggered... I a wish y'all could see him sometime. What? You like, you were jamming you to... You triggered the whole song. Mario Winans. <laughs> Keep it on the low. Uh 
Oh no, I don't wanna know. But he does say if keep you're it on playing the low. me, keep, keep it on the low. Yeah, he does say that. That was on the I was wondering why you I didn't know why you was jamming. That just confused me. <laughs> but he did this to himself. Like nobody had to know. Now he feels like he has to uh come out and defend it because people got upset. This why you keep your shit to yourself. Keep your shit to yourself. You ain't have to be out here parading her fucking around. You decided to do that. So there you go. Fuck him. I still think it's fucked up. And I hope there's a special place in hell for him <laughs> for doing this. He an asshole. Because I feel like he's just trying to... He, she the one with the money. As long as he's attached to her, he is attached to the money. That's what I think it is. So fuck that dude. <laughs> so Kevin Hart came out and he gave his support of Jussie Smollett. We haven't talked about that yet. We so ain't talked about it yet. Real quick, before you get into that. Go ahead. You if, go ahead and talk about it. If you don't know. I'll do that. Apparently, Jussie Smollett uh, first received some threatening letters to Fox, to the Fox station where they um, record Empire. And he was out really late one morning getting some food. And two men in ski masks and gloves, but apparently, you know, ski masks is only gonna you got you can see your neck and your wrist. Apparently, they were white. Um, court asked him if he was that. Are you that? Um, did they call him a nigga? Nigga? And then they used the F word. Yeah, I hate. I don't like saying it. I don't either. Um, and then they beat him up to the point where um they did they break a rib or was they it put bruised? A, I don't know it was bruised but they put a noose around his neck and they put a noose around and his they have neck. video of that mm-hmm. now because he went into the hotel with the noose around his neck yeah um and so of course you know people are calling it a hate crime because that's what the fuck it is and it's unfortunate that in 2019 people think it's okay to put fucking nooses around folks' necks and shit and still use the f word like I just I don't I don't get people who are so upset about what people do in their bedroom i don't give a fuck who you sleep with that i don't care i just can't imagine getting that upset at what another human being does to the point where i think it's okay to like physically attack them but but on G, some coward shit god does <laughs> the, you, you know do- what god made that meat on adam for <sighs> he made it for eve that's how they look at it. Like that's their interpretation. Like this is the religion, but, religious. So thing. then take your meat and do what you need to do with it. But why do you care what other folks do? It has nothing to do with you. You know there is a high correlation between people that are extremely homophobic to having homosexual mm-hmm. desires. I think everybody at that fucking Westboro church is like that because they so extreme with their shit. Like I get if you don't agree with it, if you think it's wrong, if you think it's a sin, cool. But I just do not know why you then think that gives you the right to go and take somebody's life, attempt to take somebody's life, put your hands on them. Like, what if I have a problem with some shit you do and I think is wrong? Am I also free to whoop your ass for some shit? If you wear socks and sandals and I think that's wrong, can I whoop your ass? Well, what I I want to do, (laughs) I just want to follow it up by ruining one of your friends, okay? The friend in your life that is the most (laughs) angry about homosexual... (laughs) existences they might be looking at you <laughs> it might be very subtle it might be passive might be something they'll never act on because they clearly built up this wall of of aggression against it but the lady when they see you too much. when they see you they meet jump a little bit <laughs> thank you so much 
But um, sorry, sorry whole, guys. That's that is that is science. A whole outcry of oh, um, also let me add favor. If you're that person, <laughs> you need to have a conversation with yourself in the mirror. You do. There was an outpouring of love for him um, when it happened. There were also people being stupid because that's what the fuck happens anytime something happens. People have opinions. Uh, before you get to Kevin Hart's support, let me tell you what y'all president did. <laughs> so he was having a press conference, of course, talking because his favorite thing to talk about is the wall and and uh, and um, what is it? Not. <laughs> I was going to say irrigation. <laughs> irrigation. Not, immigration. 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 Okay. Yeah, we got it. I don't know why I got irrigation in my head. Anyhow. Um, and one of the reporters was like, you know, I know they've been talking to you about the shutdown and the wall. But what I want to ask you about is your thoughts on what happened to Jesse Smollett in Chicago. Have you heard about it? And he just like shook his head no. And she said, well, he is an actor who was attacked in Chicago. Um, he was beaten really badly. And they're saying that it's a hate crime. And he was like, yeah, you know, that's that's really awful. You know, when I heard about that. But like not five seconds ago, you said you hadn't heard it. But I. Right. Um, when I heard about that, you know, I, I just thought that's that's real bad. It's, it's real bad. Somebody needs to give him a dictionary. Uh, and then directly after that, he said, but, you know, and, and as far as what I think about the guys that did it, uh, I think there is no greater sin than how we have allowed all of these immigrants to come into our country. Now, keep in mind, the two people that beat him up were white. They were not immigrants from anywhere. <laughs> Like the way he glossed over it is sad. This was an opportunity for him to speak out against hate in any form, whether it's against the LGBTQ community, whether it's against minority communities, and he just glossed right over it because the only thing that he can talk about, he's like a broken record. Wall, 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 wall. Like, good God. Uh, and I mean, I didn't expect him to say no profound shit because I never expect anything profound to come out of those little lips. But I did expect him to at least acknowledge it more than he did. It was just kind of like, what the fuck are you talking? Like, she specifically said that she didn't want to talk about the immigration in the goddamn wall. So, what? Um, but just the fact that, let me tell you something. Again, I don't hate anybody enough to, like, sit there. And they did little arts and crafts they like got magazines and cut out the letters that they needed for like we're gonna kill you or whatever the message said and it's just like y'all sitting down doing paper mache shit you so angry that you take the time to do arts and craft projects and send to somebody as a threat like i just i don't understand that level of dislike i don't dislike anybody to that extent if i don't fuck with you i don't fuck with you i'm just not gonna go around you i'm not gonna deal with you if you do something that i don't agree with guess what we ain't gonna be cool but that is the extent of where it goes <laughs> like when they're when the problem comes in when the thing that they're doing that you don't agree with is them existing yeah, true then you know you might have a different opinion on it you don't have that much hatred for anything i don't i don't care like 
I ha- there are things that I disagree with. Um, there are some cultural things that I disagree with within other cultures. But my disagreement does not mean equal, doesn't equal me saying we need to eliminate that whole culture off the face of the fucking planet. Who am I to make that determination and decision? I'm trying hard enough to live my damn life the way I need to. I don't have time to be worried about all of these other fuckers, especially when it does not directly impact me. It doesn't directly impact my community. It doesn't directly impact anybody within my circle. Like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Don't understand why they do. But I knew that this was, I was afraid that this was going to happen, but, so that leads into Kevin Hart. Well, let me, it leads into a couple other people. Mm-hmm. It leads, well, just, just Erica Badu, again, that I'm tired you know, because she can't stop herself. Her. Stop um, talking. You know, Erica Badu, that, <laughs> that window up. seat that you don't want anybody sitting next to you on, I don't think you're going to have trouble, <laughs> because nobody wants to sit next to you Hell now. no. She said, uh, before we tear shit up, uh, do we want the facts to see what happened with this situation because just a week ago y'all took some of the stuff i said out of context and yada yada blah, blah, no blah. you said what you said like, erica you, you literally it was clear. said it it's on tape the fuck are you talking about like you took said it out of context shit. erica just need to shut up and sing and i don't say that a lot about people i don't feel like oh just shut up and throw the ball i think that's stupid but in her case she just needs to stop trying to just 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 sing erica just just fucking sing <laughs> please Stop talking, because you don't do very well with the talking. I feel like I gave uh, Kevin Hart a decent level of criticism as it came to his past, and we had a conversation about what we do with that information. And But see, now it gets to the point where the people that I hear that says, oh, we just got too sensitive these days, or people are are just mad to be mad, that's when you start seeing these outliers pop out. So... He said, I stand with a man in his time of hurt and need by giving him heartfelt support. And you take the time to heart. Okay, he said, your funniest joke, congrats. Because he said, you know, uh, I support just Jesse in his time of need. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, the dude said, your funniest joke, congrats. And then he said, I stand with a man in his time of hurt and need by giving him heartfelt support. And you take the time to harp on my 10-year past that I've apologized about and moved on from being a better person. Do you want change? If so, I'm an example of what you want people to do change so it just made me like what are we what are we supposed to do with that like kevin hart and and they had a twitter exchange in which he said that the inflammatory things that you said back then were part of the reason that somebody like jesse uh or somebody can be emboldened enough to do that to to jesse out on the streets the difference is that kevin hart i just i i would not have a job if people were incapable of change we wouldn't have jobs as therapists like that that is the whole the hallmark of therapy is that people have the ability to change i have to believe that in order for me to adequately do my job and in believing that people can change i think that people can have an uh, a set of ideals whether it's through conditioning because especially the african-american community we're not gonna sit up here and act like that the african-american community does not have a huge problem with homophobia we're not gonna do that because that is very very clear that that is the case and so if somebody grows up in an environment where being homophobic or homophobic remarks and making fun of 
um, that community is okay, then of course they're going to do that shit. But if they learn better and start doing better, I just don't feel like we got to keep punishing them for that shit over and over again. Like if you have done better and now your thinking has changed, then it is what it is. Like I just, I don't think that we can't take his support seriously because, oh, he said this 10 years ago. I mean, I don't know that I said anything inflammatory 10 years ago, but my whole way of thinking I did. at 24 and 34 now is vastly different. Like, I was, I, we had a whole conversation. I was still dancing the Yin Yang Twins and not listening to the lyrics and not listening to how fucking misogynistic and awful. Like, I hear that shit now and it makes me cringe. I can't even... I can't even from the window to the wall anymore because it's so horrible. But, but like you know, my whole idea, my mindset about the world and things have changed, and so you might find a video of me twerking to <laughs> the whisper song. But I don't listen to that now. That I don't even agree with. I don't think I agreed with the song then. I just wasn't really listening. <laughs> wasn't and I feel like, uh, and I feel like the definition of twerk for you back then would be compromised. What do you mean? It was still twerking. But you was really, really tiny, so I feel like you were probably doing one of them little back. I was not. Don't do that. Do not do that. I was tiny, but I had an ass. I was not doing back move because twerking's not in your upper back. That's where people who do that, they look and for whatever reason think people are shaking their back. You don't shake your back. It's the dip in your back. It's not the same thing. Don't do that. I was not arching my back. It's like osteoporosis. Like, that's how they need to detect osteoporosis. They need to just... Try to get people to twerk in the uh, in the doctor's office, and if they get the little back thing, like okay, your spine is fucked up. You don't have the dip you're supposed to have back there. Your twerks ain't right. I always had the dip, but it wasn't a shake because I my ass wasn't. <laughs> there was no shake, but I knew where the dip was. I wasn't doing that little white girl that they that was a meme that was like she was in like a little um, a little white top and some black shorts, and she was just. That looks so painful. Like you talking about back problems, doing that for a whole song is a fucking workout. Like what? Oh, that I made my back hurt just now doing that shit. I only became exposed to the LGBT community primarily at Red Lobster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you told you. When told I worked in the restaurant industry, because I just think that any restaurant you go in, there is going to be. Mm-hmm. Five gay males. Yeah. Period. That's been at every Red Lobster I've worked in. I've worked at three. There were at least five gay males there. I can believe that. Over the course of time, Mm -hmm. you know. And I built relationships with them. And that exposure was very important. But when I was, and I've told this story before, I'm going to tell it again. When I was... When I was a young bartender in North Carolina in 2008, you know, I had lingo. Because in the black community... That's gay. <laughs> you know, homosexuality is no like homo. so taboo that we can't even say things that vaguely represent us seeming gay. Because that's what no, no homo. homo or that's gay. Like, And so I used to say that's gay all the time. Uh, but when I built up a relationship with all of these people and these bartenders uh, and uh, my gay coworkers, what did not elevate was my language and my thinking. And so me saying that's gay, I used to defend it because I was like, that, what, that's gay? That don't mean anything about you. That means it's just something I don't like. But then, you know, 
what I do today is I put anything from an oppressed group in the context of if it was a black thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and That's so black. It, like if <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like if somebody oh, if God. somebody got robbed and a white person was like, "That's black," <laughs> you know what I'm saying. The way that I was saying, "That's gay," you be mad about that? <laughs> yes. And so, like, that's how I look at shit now. But like, even when I realized that, the process by which I had to stop saying it. Oh yeah, because it, it. I mean, was for, complimented. Especially what I had to that time it was huge that like i don't even know if no homo is still a thing but like at that time it was i got so sick of hearing that shit they you would say no homo but i'm saying once i stopped saying it i was still plagued by the thoughts of it and the desires to say it once the desires of it were gone i was still plagued by the thoughts of it but no desire to say it once i lost the desire to say it a a vague, uh, a random thought every now and then popped up about what he used to say because they became automatic thoughts. Mm-hmm. It was a pathway of shit that I was thinking that brought me to that way of saying it. I had to challenge that. I had to challenge myself and I had to realize that I'm throwing a whole culture under the bus to identify something that I don't like. Like I'm using their culture as a define defining tool of something that I don't like and that's not right. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with women. Like I don't like if if it's something that men do to women that if a white person did to a black person i don't like it i don't do that shit yeah any oppressed group in america which we gotta acknowledge i say it all the time the people in this country that made the rules were white middle to upper class christian straight men Man. yeah so if you are not a man mm-hmm. which means a woman or trans mm-hmm. or uh, or if you are not middle to upper class which you're a lower class Mm -hmm. if you are not a christian any other faith Mm -hmm. if you are not straight then you got a problem in this country Mm -hmm. you are part of an oppressed group and not and not not only we can add able about it to that oh yeah because if you are are a person with a disability then you're in that group too because it wasn't made for you Mm -hmm. like everything that came after the men that made these rules had to be adjusted the uh, constitution had to be adjusted for race it had to be adjusted for religion it had to be adjusted for women it had to be adjusted for other brown people it had to be adjusted for sexuality if you ain't got none of that shit going on you're just having a good ass roller coaster ride in america right now <laughs> and that's why it, with politics shit like well, let's go into the uh let's go into the next story i'm gonna go into my next story okay um there is a governor virginia governor named um ralph northam uh, a a racist 1984 yearbook photo uh, resurfaced. <laughs> it's from 1984. He was about 25. This was his medical school yearbook. He was he, in mask. Like now, I was this being a Democrat. born. This a Democrat. Okay? okay. So this him being a Democrat means something in the political sphere that I'm gonna talk about. But it's a picture of two two dudes. One of them in blackface and one of them in a Klan's hood and. Clearly, one of them is him. He won't identify which one is him. Both of them shits is bad. Black one is face? worse than the other one, what's, though. What's worse? Well, it depends on who see it. Which <laughs> one is worse to you? I just what I'm saying. The black me. face of the clans hood. They're both terrible. I, I feel like you put more effort in the black face. The, the clan hood, you just put that shit on, put the hood on. But the, the black face, you took the time to paint your shit. I don't know. It's all terrible. And it ideologically, all I think the worst one is the clan's hood. Why ideologically? Ideologically, because yeah. they no longer wanted black people to exist. Black face made fun of our existence. 
It well, what I'm saying, what I'm saying if, if the clan was really, really stupid, like if they IQs was all 20, and and this man in his blackface was Ryan home, he possibly get lynched out here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like he gonna have a rag in his pocket and be like, hold on, wait a minute, I'm wiping it off. It come off. Hold on, I'm not really black. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like clearly this is the blackface is a better look. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I yeah. mean, I I've always thought that the um the KKK. I never. I I was talking to AC Blow about this actually. It's just some coward shit. Like, I don't understand the use of the hoods. Not back then. Now, I get why you would use a hood, because you can lose your shit. Like, you use your job, everything. Back then, it was fine. Like, black people was getting lynched. Nobody gave a shit. Like, you could do that out in the open. Be fine. I didn't, I've never understood covering your face. Like, because here's the thing. If you believe strongly enough that my existence is a problem, or that we are a problem and we're fucking up, whatever... Do that shit with your face out. <laughs> like, why not? Because I think that if the black people that they doing that to know them, it could jeopardize their children or their wives. It could jeopardize their family. If from their perception that black people would retaliate from the stuff but that they're doing. how much evidence that they have that black people was... Because it doesn't... I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Because when we talk about KKK, we only kind of talk about what they were doing to us. We don't necessarily talk about retaliation from us to them. So I don't know. But I don't feel like it was enough of a threat for them to need to be walking around covering their damn well, I face we up were, I mean, a big part of the problem propaganda because blackface was propaganda mm-hmm. Propa- uh, blackface was something that just over exemplified the bullshit that they wanted you to believe about black people at that time so it was like you know they would act a certain way to make other like the white elites would make you know regular white people think that black folks just ain't shit um i lost my train of thought yeah because you talk about blackface i was still talking about the hoods where were you going with that um I don't know. Let me <laughs> let me refrain. Okay. Um, I think that the hoods. I don't know. I lost it. <laughs> but it just. Na- I, it I, I I would get why. I mean, even now, them them dudes with the tiki torches didn't have no shit on their face. Now they were stupid because some of them got in trouble and lost jobs and shit. But I can respect it. You believe this enough that you want people to know who you are, and I believe this, and I'm proud of of my belief. That's fine. I don't think that was necessarily the case. They could have bought some shit and put on their heads. I don't think when they started the clan, they knew what the backlash could possibly be about. At the time, that and the not clan, only that, but didn't everybody didn't feel that way. People didn't feel that way from the very beginning. The clan was a very fringe group of white people. While most white people didn't, <laughs> while most white people didn't like that black people were integrating, the clans was like, let's go burn stuff in their yard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's extreme. I was watching <laughs> But it grew into a huge organization. Listen, I was watching a comedy show. Okay, I'm gonna try to connect it to this. Okay. But uh it's called Comics from Around the World or something. It's new on Netflix and Neil Brennan does the first one. This is Neil that Dave Chappelle been his writing partner, helped him write, half baked, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. He got some good breakfast. But I like the dude. He said, um He said he got some Muslim friends and he was like, Let me explain let me explain ISIS to you in a way you understand. You ever been to a Jay-Z concert or Beyonce or it don't matter who it is, your favorite person? You know, 
if you go to one, if you go to a Jay Z concert, you might know the top songs. You know, Big Pimpin', mm-hmm. you know the Annie song, Hova. You know, Hova. You might know those songs. Um, or Izzo. Yeah, Izzo. Yeah. But there is one motherfucker in the aisle that know the lyrics to every single song. Yes. He said, that's ISIS. <laughs> he said, that's ISIS. Everybody else is just getting along to get along. That's ISIS. And he said, we making laws to get rid of that one guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I apply to this situation. Like, they just that little bitty fringe group of white people who were willing to go to the extremes to fuck up black people. But like- so I don't really think that they could be comfortable in knowing that our school finna integrate or this the shit that they saying that's about to happen, and I'm a teacher at the school. Why would they? Why would they do that shit? Like I don't think it was ever a situation where they were proud enough to to jeopardize that shit. Well, why I don't think did none of them ever get arrested? We have situations where it's people who were in it and killing folks back then getting like arrested and serving time now when they old as hell and it don't matter. Like nothing happened to them for doing this shit like if it if people were against if most people were against it and felt it was wrong then that happened to them it was fine like everybody was just like all right hanging my bodies in the tree but you it was still a situation where if you was a white person and the police hated your guts and you had <laughs> they happened to catch your ass doing it then your ass could go to jail i, I mean it was but that's not it a just die. seemed like they had free reign that's less a diagnosis of how the people who dressed up in the hoods felt, but more so how the legal system felt that they would apply those laws equally to brown people when shit was done to them. You know, the legal system just didn't address the issues the way that they should have. Have you ever seen Rosewood? Mm-mm. It's based off of, a. I don't know if the actual city was called Rosewood. They fucked up an entire city. That's what happened to uh, Tulsa. That's Black Wall Street. Well, no. So there was a lady who was cheating on her husband, and the boyfriend hit her in the eye, blacked eye. Husband came home, like, what the fuck happened? And she said, some black man came in and raped her. Him and his group, and the sheriff included, was going around questioning people. Now, because nobody black had did this, there was nothing to be done or nobody could. And so what ended up happening is like, it kind of started this um, group think mentality where it just got out of control. And that whole fucking city almost was burned to the ground. That's exactly what happened with Black Wall Street. But that's what I mean. It's just when that big of a a thing is able to happen, I feel like, I don't know that it's a fringe group. Like that's, that's a pretty large occurrence. Like that's not like some local shit or. But the thing, they was letting those groups of people exist before that catalyst, before that event that said, okay, now we got to do something. But they still didn't do anything. Like, the, all the black people, the rest of the people who like were like, oh shit, we need to just go because they gonna kill everybody. But it wasn't they everybody just left. That was doing that it was it wasn't everybody. Was it don't have to be, an- but like, nobody was saying don't do it. <laughs> like nobody stopped it. Like the folks had to just leave. Like, and the girl. But the- I mean, I'm saying, what is the success rate of a white person who was an advocate for black people who saw the clan <laughs> on their 20 horses and came outside and was like, hey, y'all. Y'all need to ring this in. This ain't right. Where y'all going with that big cross? Are y'all going to burn that in somebody's yard? Oh, yeah. You know what? I think sometimes it was probably harder to be a white man that was an advocate for black people back then. Have you seen Mississippi burning? 
Mm-mm. I don't know why I watched because I hate black shovel movies. I know movies. you do. I don't watch none of that shit. Uh, both of these movies I saw when I was still living at home. I don't even know why we were watching them. Mississippi watch Burning is about the Klan and all of the the deaths that happened in Mississippi. It's called Mississippi Burning because of course they was burning crosses and shit everywhere. But like you watching those things and seeing these people do this shit and the the apathy of the people around them. It's just like it boggles the mind. It's like, okay, yes, you may not like black folks, but goddamn, like it's fine for people to be hanging and shit. All right, I don't understand. <laughs> um, I guess though, watching those movies and like looking up, cause I, you know, I'll go look up what the real situation was, just makes me feel like they just was able to do whatever and there was no repercussions. So why you got the fucking hood on? <laughs> they were able to do anything. There were not repercussions most of the time, but that don't mean that legal repercussions don't uh, have the same effect. Legal repercussions don't have the same effect as social repercussions. I guess. You know, I mean, if they wore a mask, I believe it was more so for social reasons, more so than it was for legal reasons, because they know they can get away with it. But this this, uh, governor is in one of these pictures. and What has he said about it? He said uh, that was a long time ago. He said, uh, I know that I've disappointed the people in Virginia and I've, you know, pledged to do a lot of things for all the communities. And I know how this picture might shake that up, but we can get through this. He's already a senator. Yeah. What has he been doing for the Like, I would see that. And that's the thing. I would need to see what he's been doing. So Charles Blow, you know, I like Charles Blow. He's from uh, that's the guy that we, you know. That I said I think was straight and you was like he was bi. Yes. That guy. <laughs> um, he looks bi. He looked gay, but yeah. Um We found out he was bi. Yeah. He yeah. he I like his dialogues when he had these conversations. But he but the biggest dialogue about and I'll go back in the trouble on it, but the biggest thing is that he's a Democrat. Mm-hmm. And so every time racism with Democrats happens, Democrats get in this little weird little dilemma. <laughs> because we ain't, you know, Democrats ain't really supposed to be racist. They're not supposed to be the racist party. They're supposed to be advocating for brown groups and and policies that are going to help brown groups. But when this something like this pop up, you be like, oh shit, like this compromise the situation. I believe because Democrats you, can be racist. Absolutely. I mean, they they definitely can be racist. But like, as Democrats, you want to say, okay, this don't change the policies that he's trying to implement. Well, because it's they are policies that we have all understood will help brown people. I would need to see his track record because I, even new policies. I mean, I would feel like it's a it's a way for him to like um, kind of make this better because it is a shitstorm right now with him having that picture come out. But if his track record has shown that he's been doing what he's supposed to do for like the minority groups, well, that's what Charles Blow said. Then I he could said, I can let because. 1984 was a very different time and again it's kind of that situation of somebody who might have been saying homophobic shit when they was younger because in our culture you know in the toxic masculinity that we have in in our with among our black men i could see how somebody might have said some shit they shouldn't have said recognize that it was wrong and changed and be somebody different so i would need to see what they've done up until this point before i made my decision you know what i'm saying so like with him, if his track record has shown a change, then... That's what Charles, what Charles Blow, Blow said. He said, 
because one of the other um, commentators asked, was there a road to redemption from racism? And he said, if there is not a road to redemption from racism, then, then we got a problem because we won't have any way to determine whether changes happen. And then there will be no motivation for people to change, mm -hmm. you know, once their racism had been called out. But he said his problem with the governor was that, like, you didn't say anything until you got caught. You know, and, and, and what you should have came out and said was, you know, this was a mistake. This is something I did was problematic. Let me show you my record mm -hmm. that indicates that I have changed. But when you just kind of like be like, just go along with me because I'm telling you I'm not racist anymore. Mm -mm. It don't make a difference. But I, I think I'll, I'll, go a little bit, I'll go a little bit more aggressive than even Charles Blow because it's like, what if even with what you're doing, it's throttled because of those old thoughts like how do we know that what you consider change wouldn't be an even stronger you know support for these communities if you didn't have that you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like i really don't want somebody in office that did that i think that he need to be changed outside of politics I think if he's going to change, he need to step down from this role and change the fuck in his personal life and see how that reflect him and whatever his future career is going to be. I don't I think there's plenty of people out there that didn't do shit like this who will be a stronger advocate for black because when did he change? How old is he? He was in college at 84? In 20 he was 25 and 84. I mean, I I just whenever I see somebody from that time from the 60s, 70s, 80s it was such a different time. Like, I feel like a lot of folks were saying or doing inflammatory, stupid ass shit because that was the climate um, of our country at that time. So, like, I don't know. For me, again, I would need to see what he's done. And if it's always been that way since he got into, like, did he start out in office doing some fuck shit and then he changed? Or has he always been an advocate and did what he made, you know, wanted to pass legislation that mattered? Like, I would need to see his whole chart record before I made a decision. I don't know that I would want him to step down to prove that he's changed. I would. Because it was 20 years ago, or more than, how long is that? I'm no, not, 34 you know, years. I was born in 84. <laughs> 34 years ago. I'm just tired of measuring people based on intent versus impact. Like, at this point, I don't give a fuck what you intended. The impact is way greater than what your intention might have been. The impact of what, though? Because this picture is from 34 years ago. He, they didn't take this picture last week or, or a year ago. Well, to me, the potential impact of how it influenced his policies and his thoughts. Because the thing is, when did it change? But did that's what start... I'm saying. That's why I feel like we have to look at his track record to, that you would be able to see that. Because if he still felt like how you would have to feel in order to put on a hood or a blackface, the, the, anything that he did during that time would reflect that. Like, I would need to see what his, his career has been. Now, if he was doing fuck shit and in the midst of that changed over at some point, which in politics it's kind of hard to, to do that, but I would just need to see because I don't know that him stepping down now 34 years later after the fact. Like, I know what you're saying, and I agree when it's something closer. <laughs> but 34 years ago when our country was at its most racist or coming out of its most racist time, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's different. Um 
in this situation i would just need to see what he's done in his career like i don't give a shit about what people say people talk shit that's politics in general what have you done that proves to me that the person in, under that blackface or the person under that hood is not still who's standing before me today i feel like there's somebody better i mean there's always gonna well, be saying, somebody I feel like better somebody better to do his job but are they going to be able to get into the role that he's in? Like, they not going it, to, it's not like he gets to pick his replacement. If he steps down, you don't know who's going to get put in that spot. And it might not be somebody better. You don't have, well, politics ain't no guarantee like that. I mean, if, if you could pick, if the if the people could pick who went in there, then yes. Another, that thing, how it that, uh, another thing Charles Blow said is that the Democrats owe us something. Oh, yeah. We've given them a level of unbridled support mm -hmm. for a long, long time. Years, yeah. And they owe us something. And, you know, the comparison was made, well, you know, Democrats can't hold, you know, Trump accountable. Or they, they can't accept this from a uh, senator and, you know, and say Trump needs to step down and Steve King needs to step down and all these other racist people They're need to step down. actively doing shit as we speak <laughs> well what i'm saying what That's i'm saying is to me. charles blow point was that we we have to be consistent we have to hold those democrats accountable too and the 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 contrast he made between the republicans is that i don't expect the republicans to hold my interest i don't expect the republicans to speak in a way that's gonna gather my support that's not what they do but when you a democrat you got damn better but he wasn't even a senator when this happened. He was 25 years old when this Listen, happened. I'm not saying that he couldn't have changed to where there is zero racism in him. Before he what even I'm became saying, a senator. But what I'm saying is we can't look at these racist situations and not acknowledge that it may mean a character flaw about a person. Could, but that's why I'm, I'm not saying that it doesn't. I'm saying that we look at his track record to make that determination because how else do you make that determination well i'm inclined to believe that he don't have a track record that he could put out there because if he did he would be or he may just be uh arrogant or he might not hire a pr person because he thought he could do this shit himself. And, think, and think he didn't need to he didn't need to prove it maybe that's what he thinks but if he if he doesn't have the track record then i'm with you 100 percent. but i think that i would need to see that before i just decide fuck him just be, because anybody that want to make the comparison to trump and these other people there is recent as even last week probably of some bullshit trump did like he's still on some shit like this ain't no change there is no change to be seen it's very aware that this is who he is this is what he believes we have to the minute tweets and shit of evidence that he has not changed so for me anybody who tries to use that that is a very different animal altogether and i feel like him not owning up to which one of those he is is a now part that of avoidance is, that's and not part, i mean like ditching accountability for yeah what he, he should have said which one he was because again for, in my mind both of them are horrible so he handling this the shit fact wrong. that you was in that picture is terrible um but I just I would need to know what his life has been like since that picture and what he's done since they he took that picture because like I said, you know if I if I was dating a, a white guy which I don't do <laughs> anymore, but if I was dating a white guy and I went to visit his parents and his grandfather was there and his grandfather said some racist shit and his grandfather was from that time I'm. I, would expect a, a white man in Alabama who is in his 80s to say some racist shit and think it's okay. <laughs> 
because of where he came from and the fact that at the age that he he not finna change. So like I wouldn't be surprised by that. So I but guess my point. How often would you be going back to grand, grandpa? You fucking right. Grandpa house. How much more would you be going back over there? Oh, I wouldn't go back over there. Well, that's the same thing I'm saying about the support. But like, the difference is that the grand again that would have been something that happened that day that made me not go back over there. now if i went over there and met his grandfather and his grandfather was a lovely person and then i found out when his grandfather was um that his grandfather's pa- parents owned slaves i'm not gonna stop dating that dude because of that because of that. i would i mean i wouldn't be surprised that his grandfather owned slaves because that was the time and that's what the fuck <laughs> was happening in the country so i wouldn't then but like yeah if if i go over there and he say some racist shit to my face and I'm, I'm definitely not gonna go back but if i met him and he was nice and he he was respectful and and i didn't feel no craziness but i found out that he was involved in some bullshit when he was younger it's it's expected i don't know a part of me a part of me is having trouble conceptualizing quantifying what what it even looks like to change and how much change would be enough to make me say okay well you good people because a part of me the same thing about kevin hart and the fact that he did he put them tweets out but he's now in support of justice smaller if you're going to apply that to this you have to apply that to kevin hart as well because it's the same shit he did something in his past and now a group that was negatively impacted him in the past he's trying to positively impact now and people are questioning his sincerity behind it it's the same thing this is different when it comes to politics why because you got somebody that is representing the whole Whole bunch of people in the state of virginia if i lived in virginia that man would be representing me kevin hart just represent himself and his own interest like that's i can have that criticism but when it comes to politics these are our elected officials so the amount that you're forgiven depends on what your job is and who are you working or the ability for you to change and and be able to live your life in a way what i'm saying on- is what i'm saying is there's no way for us to know that when he was a young senator writing legislation that had not changed yet if his legislation could have been more pro all the groups in that were oppressed we don't know on that next legislation he wrote even though he changed some more that he could have been even more aggressive to help those groups that were oppressed what i'm saying is we don't know where the throttle is for what it could have done even if it was even if it was some help for a person that's in a position that is that has widespread reach to help a whole bunch of different people and that's why I'm saying, like, even if we start looking at his path of legislation and it looks like stuff written for the community, it could have been so much more potentially, depending on when that change happened. And it's really no way to quantify that. It's really no way to determine when that change happened. It's no way. So to me, it really ain't no point of figuring out how to quantify that when he's in the role that he's in. So he should just never be allowed to be in top politics because of his past. He should never have been allowed to be in politics. He only got three more years anyway. That no. as a governor, he get one fucking turn. Okay, but I'm asking you, do you think that he should never have been allowed to be in politics because of his past? Because this is what you're saying. No, is that- no. I think that if he had acknowledged his past, that would be different. If you about to be a politician and you know some shit out here like that, I think that's you need to get out in front of that shit. Nobody does that though. 
Nobody on well, either side does well, that. Well, now shit. 35 years later, this shit pop out. And it's really, it's really. It's been happening. Like, like, we keep having people who then did shit in their past that's coming out to bite them in the ass. Like, that. People don't own up to shit because it's like, it's kind of that situation of, I ain't finna tell my mom I did some shit. I'm gonna wait and see if she find out because guess what? She might not never find out. And I might not have to deal with it at all. If I tell her, I'm definitely going to get a whooping. I'm definitely going to get some kind of punishment. There's definitely going to be a backlash if I say this. If I don't say anything and I wait to see if somebody find out, I may not have to deal with it at all. That's the mentality that goes in behind not disclosing stuff like that. Especially if it's far enough back, you might think that you're far enough removed from it that people won't find it. And if up until here recently... People weren't finding out about this stuff. Social media and all of this has changed shit drastically. So at the time that he became a senator, this kind of shit and people getting called out for shit wasn't happening like it is. So for all of these years up until 2019, he been fine with it. Nobody knew. Nobody said anything. He been living his best life. Like nobody's going to disclose that. That's not how your PR person wouldn't even suggest that you do that. I feel like a good PR person would be like, we will come cross that bridge if we get there. If they find out, we'll talk about it. But they might not find out, so there's no need to rock the boat. I just, I mean, if I was I, a PR person, that would be my suggestion for my client. Don't say no shit. Don't say that. I know people don't do it. I know people don't say uh-uh. it. But I'm just saying, when it comes out 35 years later, and we don't have a baseline to know when that change happened or what it meant to me, I don't know how you really recover. But he don't have to. Didn't you just say he only got one more year left? No, he serving one year. He got three more years left. He can only serve one term. Okay. Well, it, for him in this situation, it don't matter. Because he, he has gotten away with it or he hasn't had to deal with it all this time. That's all I'm saying. He's going to have to step down. He's not going to step down. Or Democrats going to have to continue to call for him to step down. Like, Democrats can't support him. Uh, we'll and and if Democrats don't support him, but he chooses not to step down, then like Steve King, then it is what it is. But like in politics, this just have the potential to take a lot of shit back. It could in a different climate. I don't know. I think Trump just everything that isn't him. I feel like people are willing to accept more and not deal with because he is such a outlier. Well, because Trump. Because Democrats have called all Republicans out on every bit of racism that they've had, a Democrat that have racism, Republicans ain't going to let that shit go. Even if it's 34 years in his past. I mean, again, I could see if it was something recent that he did that's come out that they were hiding. I mean, then we have to apply that to the Kavanaugh. We have to apply that to all of the old shit that Trump did. Like, Well, raping somebody, I feel like, is a little bit different. Well, I'm just saying, I'm still saying the dialogue was about it happening so many years ago. That was never my dialogue. I think anybody that raped somebody, I don't care how long it takes for you to get your justice, you should get your justice. But that him wearing blackface or a hood is not on the same level to me as a rape or like physically assaulting somebody years ago it's not on the same level but it is still a character identifier that we can't tell if it even was something that was addressed changed modified I mean, it's possible that he could have had that shit on and not been racist. Why wouldn't he just become a Republican then and make it easier? Like, if you're racist, why would you? I mean, there are racist Democrats, but I would never understand that because you're going to put yourself in a party where you're going to be helping or watching the people that you have an issue with getting stuff because of your party. It has just been easier for him to just become a Republican. 
Well, I mean, that makes it sound like Republican existence is only defined it's not, by it's not, racism. It's not only defined by racism, but a lot of the things that racists have an issue with when it comes to minorities falls in line with the things that Republicans feel. As far as um, the financial aspect, the, as far as public assistance and those kind of things, that falls in line, which is why a lot of Republicans are racist. Not all Republicans are racist, but a lot of racists are Republican because the ideals that the Republicans stand for are some of the negative things that pe- racist people have about minorities. So, But that's a small part of it. Like, you wouldn't be a racist person and be like, well, I might as well be a Republican. I guess I might as well go on ahead and agree with all of the economical shit and the, uh, and the immigration shit and all this. Other. People don't become Republicans just because of that little racial component or choose a party. It's a lot more shit that goes into your party. You could very well be a person that has uh, liberal stances on immigration and liberal stances on um, uh, allies and uh, foreign affairs and, you know, a lot of different Democratic platforms and just have what represents cultural predispositions to racism. But if you have those predispositions, would you want to be a part of a party that's going to help further the the all of the things that go along with those people that you don't like. Well, to me, I think that those ideals are conditioning. What like, ideas when you are say when you say when you say it's nineteen eighty four that was a part of the culture, hell yeah, a lot of white people did all that shit. Yeah. They're still doing that shit today. You know, so it was it like just Stupid that that today. racism was more deeply ingrained in our society in the eighties. I yeah. mean, clearly people who were born, uh, white in the eighties, starting their careers had predispositions about black people. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, you're saying that that was a long time ago. He had opportunity to change, but we don't know when that change would have happened and what it has limited if he didn't change soon enough. And maybe he but just changed. But you also don't know if it had any, like, you're wanting to assume that it did and have him step down. Because you also don't have any proof to the other side, the contrary either. But what you're I saying think, is. I think, it's much, I think it's much more dangerous for him to have it and stay there than to not have it but step down if he might have well then what's going to end up happening is anybody that has anything questionable in their past that is in the u.s senate which is going to be a whole we're going to have to just do a whole nother well, that's fine he should have <laughs> he should have hired somebody and said listen i got a picture floating out here okay i want y'all to dead that shit as long as you can and he may have done that he may have done that, but what I hope he understands is that he knew that their reckoning was going to come in which this shit came out and it was going to jeopardize his career. But again, I, I take it back to the example of why kids lie about shit. If there is a possibility, if the end result is going to be me getting a whooping, if I tell you for sure I'm getting a whooping, if I don't tell you, I might not have to because you may not find out. I'm going to roll the dice of you not finding out if the end result, because even if you find out, I'm still going to get the whooping I was going to get anyway. If I don't tell you, I have a chance to not deal with that. It's the same thing. It's that idea of maybe they won't find out and I won't have to deal with it. Because if I do tell them, I'm definitely going to have to deal with it. And it's definitely going to be a backlash. And it's definitely. But if they never find out, which nobody found out for the past 34 years. Nobody said anything about it. Hasn't come out in any any business venture he's had because he went to med school. So was he a doctor? Mm-hmm. Thirty four years he ain't had no problems. It worked. Now it has come out now at the end, but it's the same way as if you know two years after I told my mom I didn't do no shit, she found out I did it two years ago. 
It's not. I'm not gonna be as punished as much now as I was then, if at all. Like I think that it's just human nature to try to get away with shit or like to not bring attention to shit. Um, I agree. I fully, fully agree. And if again, if every senator had to step down there and got some shady shit in their past, all it, we wouldn't have a senate. But I, I don't, don't believe we would I, have I don't, a senate. I think, I think when you got shady shit in your past that becomes uncovered, you got a problem because it's a lot, a lot of senators. It is. And every year, maybe one or two of them get exposed for mm-hmm. some shit. That is a very, very low percentage. I don't think it's hard not to have bullshit out there. Or the other people are better at hiding it. I feel like everybody. Everybody in their youth has shit that they did that when they got older was like, that was stupid. I shouldn't have did that. I just feel like everybody. I don't think that there's a person out here who doesn't. I think that sometimes people can slide by with nobody finding it. But I just don't believe that it's somebody out here that ain't never had nothing problematic in their past. But. Ever. How much shit do you think you done that if you became responsible for a whole bunch of group of people in terms of writing legislation and taking care of their life that you would be compromised in being able to do that, at least perceptually. Um, I don't know. But we just you just gave the example of you saying no homo and shit. And if you were somebody who got into a position where you were an advocate for the LGBTQ community, somebody could pull those old posts and do this to you. It'd be the same thing. But what I would be doing is having all of my LGBT clients all of the people that I've worked with, all of my uh, certifications and trainers that I've gone out of my way to go to, mm-hmm. and 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 I would have that record. But you're saying he he can't possibly, we can't keep track of that, or there's no way to gauge that or had a record. So you would be saved by your record, but he can't be saved by his because you're saying that there's not really a way to quantify it. This is just my opinion. Okay, my opinion is that uh, as a black person. If my if the governor of my city did something that I felt would have impacted him, because all of, I, if I went back and looked at some legislation that he voted no for, mm-hmm. that I think would help the black community, that's different though. No, I mean that's what I'm saying. We don't have that information to know that. You know what I'm saying? And all I'm saying is he could have showed us this shit. Like in my and the example with me, I'm coming out and letting you know where my support for the LGBT community is. After you get caught, are you going to tell them beforehand that you had some problematic things in the past? Because if you do it after you get caught, it's going to be the question of Kevin Hart's sincerity. Is he sincere? Is he just saying this because now people got a problem with him and the LGBTQ community? And so he could have came out and told us that he, you know, I used to be this way, but now I'm an advocate before he got in trouble. Would you come out when you were getting ready to get the position or after you got the position and say, hey, just wanted y'all to know, case it ever comes out, I said some problematic stuff on my social media in my youth. Well, I clearly have no problem with saying it because I've done it three times at least on the podcast. But this ain't, you ain't in no trouble of losing nothing behind saying this on this podcast. But if you were running for an office or had just gotten an office, you got a lot more to lose than that. Well, let's go on ahead and point out that this podcast is exclusionary criteria for either one of us. Running oh, yeah. for some office. Listen, we I, dead. Our, I, I our, wouldn't even run for office. Our political careers are dead. We would have to delete every one of these hoes. If you done downloaded them, please don't put these shit, shit in public. We didn't say it about religion, anything, and trying to run for something in the South or the Bible building. My nigga, no. I would never run for anything. <laughs> Plus, my viewpoints, it, it, I just I wouldn't be a successful candidate because I'm not going to play the game that you have to play to stay in politics. So that's not my route in life. 
Uh, but yeah, hell yeah, this podcast will fuck us up well, immediately. <laughs> I want to believe that if I were to have a campaign, it could be on where we come from to where we can be. And I would like to believe that I can say, hey, none of us have been perfect, uh, uh, had a perfect record when it comes to race. None of us has had a perfect record when it comes to LGBT. None of us has had a perfect record when it comes to women. But what I'm saying is where you are now is not where you have to end up. You know, I like to believe that I take into account the flaws of people. Like I just the one thing I don't like about political campaigns is people try to paint themselves so perfect. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? And shit have to come out and they have to avoid it or they have to, you know, I feel like it will, I, I want to know what a campaign looked like where somebody did come out and say, listen, in my past, Probably when I had some issues with, you know, people, speaking like this. People are hypocritical. And whereas you or I would be able to say, you know what, I've done that too. And I understand that. And so I can still vote for this person. I feel like the majority of people will go for the candidate that says that they've never, well, he said this, this stuff about gay people. I've never said, like, I feel like. It's one of those situations where. And this was a TV. This was in an animated I was watching. I think it was Cold Geese, but it was basically Cold Geese. Yeah. Okay. You never heard of that? No. What? <laughs> that sounds weird. Cold Geese, like about, a goose, like it, multiple. No, 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 no. I don't know what geese means in fucking okay. different language. <laughs> but that's why it sounds weird because it's I yeah. Just... I don't know what it means in different language, but it was an anime about this dude who ran into this alien lady somehow that they harvested the government was trying to harvest mm-hmm. um they were about to have a wreck and his bicycle wrecked and the back of the truck opened up with her in it and she looked at him and it changed him and now anytime he looks somebody in the eyes and says something that he wants them to do they do it forever oh so for his best friend his best friend was depressed and suicidal and what he told his best friend was i want you to live and so now every time he thinks about he was a milit in the military so every time he did something reckless to kill himself it would automatically snap into that mode where he would live because his friend told him to do it mm. you know so it was just a story about and this man it was crazy but in this world this anime world uh they they broke Japan up. It was really about America. America had taken colonized Japan and broke Japan up into these sections. And you couldn't refer to anybody as Japanese. You couldn't refer to anybody as language. You can only refer to them as the number that they section was broken into. So these group were the twelves. Mm-hmm. These group were the thirteens. You know, and but this guy was trying to put Japan back on the map through his through the new gift that he got. Mm-hmm. Um, but in one of the episodes, something happened where the main character did something wrong to a woman in the show and and he had confessed to it and admitted to it and it didn't, I mean, she broke it off with him and disappeared or something like that. And, it, and, and the gist of it was, why when you do something wrong and you come forward and you admit it, why can't you be given a gift by that admission because you're willing to do it versus being punished for what you did? You know, I don't so know. it's one of those situations like you're talking about where it's like people say they want you to change. They say they want you to be different mm-hmm. and they say that, that that you should acknowledge your wrongs so that you can move forward. But when you acknowledge those wrongs, they use them against you. Yep. And so once they're used against you, it really conditions you to not want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to say that shit because it's like, and, and like you said, that, uh, it starts that's from the kid. whole political, mm-hmm. that's the whole political spectrum because as soon as something that a Democrat does, Republicans come out and just make it a big thing, inflammatory, the same thing that Democrats doing a little thing, come out for Republicans. Mm-hmm. They just bring it up and make it inflammatory. And it's like, 
you know, it would be political suicide to come out and say, hey, I got this picture, y'all. Look, mm-hmm. you know, how can you even do that tactfully? I, I feel like I feel like we get conditioned in that as young kids. Like I said, most people have a story where they might have did something. I ha- I told my mom before something that I did when I did it. Or she asked me why I did it, and I told her the truth. She whooped my ass. So what that taught me was, well, shit. <laughs> if I'm gonna get a whooping regardless, I might as well try to avoid it because at least I know I have a chance. I'm definitely finna get it if I tell. And I feel like because we we kind of we learn that young, and you you apply that. And politics is the same way. You for sure gonna have to deal with the backlash of people and them not supporting you if you tell them. If you don't tell them and they don't find out in enough time, you'll be in your position and it's all right. Unfortunately, I feel like we conditioned to be that way. So, I don't know. But I know we got to be out of time. We are out of time. But <laughs> I do think I do think my dialogue about this legislator, because I'm really getting more and more and more uh, irritated and intolerant of polit- political shenanigans. Oh, yeah. Then I'm just really ready to say, man, if you did some fuck shit, man, I'm just ready. I'm ready to fucking cancel your ass. You know, I really don't care to, to, to measure out how much you done changed. Just let's get somebody else that's better than your ass in there. I guess who fucking hid their secrets better. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you know, ideally who don't have none, but I guess. I feel like everybody has some. I feel like the levels might be different, but I just. Yeah, I'm like- pretty sure Kamala Harris got back prosecutor conversations that she had that mm-hmm. make her feel like I'm. If somebody knew this, I have a problem. Yeah, I feel like every. Because I. I, that is the part of being human like you you fuck up especially in your youth that's when you're supposed to the unfortunate thing when you become an adult and you decide to pick a career path where you're able where you're going to be impacting people and so they they're going to be looking into your past i feel like that's the difference i think we all do fucked up shit when we young but when you gonna go into politics or or a career path like that that's going to put you at risk where you or I probably won't never have to deal with no shit that we just said in the past, even though it might've been problematic then and we've changed now, nobody's going to question it. Cause we ain't going to be in a situation where that's going to happen more than likely. I ain't finna run for no damn office. <laughs> I wouldn't make it, especially the podcast, the podcast for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's just, just dead. Um, but I don't even know if I said anything on my early Facebook. I'd be too open. <laughs> I'd be too open yeah, with my you would campaign. Not get PR be like, why are you why are you saying the shit you're saying? <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't get elected. You'd be too honest. I feel like you, there's a level of lie that you have to have <laughs> to be in politics. No, I think it's just that representative. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, we we out of time. You got anything else on your mind? Um, I do not. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla. Holla.